Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hi there, seller friends. Welcome to another episode of School of Sellers. I am Erin Waters, and today we are talking about things that have gone well in my business. Um, A couple episodes back, I believe it was episode seven, I talked about the five biggest mistakes I have made so far in my teacher business, and I spoke about ways that you could learn from those mistakes based on what I learned from those mistakes. I am a huge believer in talking about mistakes and being transparent about things that have gone wrong. I think a lot of times we are so exposed to things that look great and everything we see on social media looks pretty and shiny and perfect, but the truth is that's not how life goes, right? So most of the time you'll hear me talking about the nitty gritty real side of this teacher business. Today we're flipping the script though, and instead of talking about the mistakes that I've made, I'm going to share with you some things that I have done well. It's important to give ourselves credit where it's due. And today I'm sharing with you the successes that I have seen in certain practices and techniques that I've put into place in my business. And I hope that you can learn something from this as well. So I think as humans, it's way easier to tell ourselves what we are doing wrong. That is proof that we are our own worst critics And I don't think there's anything wrong with being critical of ourselves because that often leads to change. But I think that you can take away from this episode the fact that we are allowed to focus on our successes as much as we do our mistakes because the things we do well often have their own hidden lessons as well. So let's get started. The first thing that I have done well that I can confidently say I've done well since day one and this is a huge statement because I've been doing this for over seven years, is that I have always, for the majority of the time at least, I have put emphasis on product creation over everything else. Okay, I've always been very much a products first, everything else second. And I think that this is especially crucial when you are first starting out in your teacher business. And I have a one person to thank for this mindset, and that is Aaron Cobb, who at the first conference I ever attended for TPT made a very bold statement in her session about why it was so important to focus on your products over things like social media and marketing. And this was a very refreshing message because I had attended other sessions that were all about anything except products, right? Facebook, Instagram email list, things like that. And Erin was so honest and transparent in her beliefs and her strong convictions that products matter the most that I felt confident going forward that the time I was spending on products was really worth it. And I think this is still important today because there is this fact that social media is always changing, right? We can never really nail down what it's going to do next. And simply put, we don't have much control over social media and marketing and all of the other stuff. What we do have control over is the products that we create, okay? And the the unfortunate part about social media is that we don't own those platforms. We have 
We have no say in what happens to them. And the beauty of our products is that once we create them, they belong to us and they are something that we get to keep and we get to control and we get to make decisions about forever and ever and ever. So it makes sense then that we would focus on our products over things that are constantly changing and things that we don't have any control over. Now, I'm not saying to ignore social media and ignore everything else, but if you are deciding as a beginner TPTer or even an established TPTer what you should spend your time on, I want to make sure that you are spending time on products still. It's easy to get wrapped up in the social media aspect of everything, but products should never fall off of our to-do list, no matter what you have going on in your life. I also think that products are important because obviously they are our money makers and they're what you're all about, right? They tell your customer who you are, what you believe in, what your strengths are, what you enjoy doing. It, it communicates a message to your buyers what they can expect from you, from your future products. Now, social media can also do that, but the proof really is in the products that you are creating. So it's important to spend time on them and make sure that you are putting your all into the creation of them. Now, like I said, this largely applies to newer sellers, but can also apply to established sellers. And now since the social media landscape has changed so much, I try to spend as little time as possible on my organic content, right? I have Facebook and Instagram posts that go out every day, pins that get pinned. I have emails that go out every day. I still do those things, but I have developed a framework so that I get them done very efficiently and I'm not spending precious time every single day on those promotional social media things um, that I could be spending on products because products are still more important to me. So I have a framework that I use where I batch everything. I get everything done so I can cross it off for months and I'm not spending important time on those little things. Now, I would say if you are just starting out or you are looking for ways to use your time the most wisely, products are still the answer. And if you do decide to spend your precious work time on social media to go more of the ads and promotional route because we are not getting a ton of organic reach on our content these days. So it's important to put a little bit of money behind those things, unfortunately. And if you're interested in hearing about the framework that I use to kind of knock out all those things, you can head on over to my site at erinmwaters.com slash do it all. The next thing that I've done well in my business is since day one, I have put in a lot of hard work, like truly hard work. And for lack of a better term, I hustled those first couple years. And here's the thing. I don't love the word hustle, but I do own a mug that says good things come to those who hustle. So here's the overall problem, I think, with the hustle mindset that has invaded our society, okay? And these are just general problems that I have observed. I think that the hustle mentality is often associated with being obsessed with striving for something. I think that the hustle mentality has been linked to people who take hobbies and turn them into a hustle. Not everything has to be a hustle. You can simply still have hobbies. I think that the hustle mindset often is construed as abandoning 
a healthy work-life balance in exchange for that obsessive drive to always be working. I think that the hustle mentality has kind of thrown self-care out the window, which I have thoughts about that, and I'll talk to you about them in a second. And I think that hustle mentality has given the message that you are defining your worth based on what you've accomplished through your work or your business. But here's the other thing. There's really no textbook answer that applies to everyone in terms of what it's okay to be passionate about and how far you'll go to work for something. Because my answer to all of those objections is, what if you really love your work? What if you really do love hustling? What if you really do love working a lot? What if you really want something so badly that you are willing to put in the work that it takes? What if you are so fired up about what the future holds for your business that you're fine with working a lot and you know that hard work is the answer and more than that, you're okay with that hard work? That's how I feel about the work that it takes to get a business up and running or to reinvigorate an existing teacher-seller business. If you know it's going to take hard work and you're okay with that hard work, and most of all, you enjoy that hard work, then I say, go for it. One of my main things that I would tell myself at the beginning of my business was, do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. And that's kind of where I'm at now. Yes, I put in a lot of hard work at the beginning for a couple years even, and I did hustle and I don't regret it because now I'm able to run my business from home full time, which still requires a lot of work, but it's something that I've dreamed of doing. And it also opens up my opportunities for new projects and new business ventures like our School of Sellers community and the course that I am creating for School of Sellers. There have been so many things that I'm able to do, this podcast, for instance, because I worked so hard in the beginning. Now I'm able to do more of what I want and less of what I have to do because I've built a foundation that is strong and it's because of that hard work that I was able to do that. I'm not telling you this to brag. I'm telling you this to help you because if you are someone who is either starting your business or you have had your business and you're wondering where to go next and what it's going to take, then I would, I would recommend hard work. If you want it and you are very excited about the possibilities, then go for it. There's nothing to feel bad about if you want to work hard. I think that is also a form of self-care. If you are working hard for something you want and something that lights you up, there's nothing wrong with that. Another thing I feel that has gone well in my business is investing time and money. Now, this is going to be different for everybody because we are all operating on different schedules and coming from different financial situations. And I know that starting out, it's, it's, it's especially hard to find the means to have time to work on your business and also have the funds to purchase certain things that are required of this business. But I believe that there are a couple things that you can invest in, um, money-wise especially, that will help you in the long run. For a short time when I first started my business, I would load up on all of the free clip art available on TPT, which is a huge blessing. There are so many generous clip artists who offer free clip art, which I think is so amazing. And there is so much good stuff out there. But I would recommend being okay with investing a certain amount of money, whatever you can afford, on clip art from one clip artist. And this is something that I've done. I probably own everything she's ever created. And I've probably spent way more money than I would even want to know about. But in doing so, I've been able to stay consistent with my products. 
as my brand and my business have grown and changed and gone through ups and downs, something that hasn't changed is the clip art that I use my product. And I know that sounds silly, but there's nothing worse than having to go back and change the clip art because you decided to go a different direction. One day you will want everything to look cohesive. So one of the ways you can do that without like rebranding or anything like that is to invest in clip art so that you can stay consistent throughout all of your products. I've also found great value in investing in Facebook ads, especially Facebook ads coaching. Like I said before in this episode, our organic reach is abysmal and we can't expect that people are going to see many of our posts. So if something is important enough to put a little money behind it, for example, a blog post or a list growing post or something related to one of your products, I think that putting a few dollars a day behind a Facebook ad is something that will help you immensely and something that I truly believed helped grow my business. I don't think my business would be where it is today if it weren't for Facebook ads. Now, I will also say though, in the spirit of honesty, that I didn't always know what I was doing with Facebook ads. And I probably threw a lot of money at Facebook without knowing a single thing. I was a big Facebook boost person a couple years ago. So if you are willing to take it one step further and you are going to invest in some sort of professional development related to your business, I strongly recommend looking into some sort of Facebook coach, especially if you can find someone who will teach you how to do it, not someone who will do it for you. You're going to want to find someone who can teach you the ways so that you can run Facebook ads effectively and independently. A free way that you can build your business and learn more about the inner workings of business is through podcasts. I encourage you to seek out podcasts, whether they are from teacher sellers or in the business world. I find that podcasts have been a huge game changer in my business in terms of how I run things and how I approach my teacher seller store as a business instead of just a hobby. Third, I truly believe in learning how to do things first and hiring later. I think today it's very common to hear all about how people have teams and they reference, oh, my team did this and I have a team that does this and it goes on. And there's a really dangerous side to that, right? Because we hear that and we think like, oh my gosh, should I have a team? Like, is this something I need to do? Because that sounds expensive. That sounds intimidating. And I don't feel like I'm the kind of person who has a business worthy of having a team, right? That's usually reserved for like really serious, successful people. But the truth is teams are becoming more and more common and that's okay. I will say that I do not have a team and I don't currently have plans to hire a team. And that doesn't mean I think teams are wrong, but in general, my hiring philosophy is that I think you should learn how to do something yourself first and then hire for it later if you are able to and if you want to. I currently hire for Pinterest and some graphic design and if I have like a product line that has product templates I'll hire um, teachers from time to time to fill in like content for certain products but I think it's really important to learn what you like to do in your business so what do you enjoy doing. Learn what you are able to do like what you understand and what you feel capable of doing Learn what you can afford to do because there are some services that are way more costly than others. And also learn what is worth your time. After doing this for a few years, you might realize that you absolutely hate 
Facebook ads. You might realize that you really love scheduling on social media. You might realize that doing your own blog posts is worth your time because you value the voice behind your blog posts. You will learn a lot about yourself and your preferences when it comes to doing the tasks in your business. And I think that the more you learn how to do, the more you understand your business and the more that you can control your business. Because once you give that control away, you lose a little bit of, not ownership, but it's harder to make it all yours, if that makes sense, unless you find the exact right people, which is also very difficult. A lot of times too, hiring someone, whether it's a VA or someone that is just like an independent contractor, sometimes it takes just as much time to hire someone and to teach them how to do something than it does if you were to just do it yourself. So if you are someone who does not hire or you don't have a team or it's not even on your radar, that is totally okay because it's not always necessarily the right answer for you. And there is beauty in learning how to do things first on your own. Again, if you do hire it, that is totally cool and fine. And I'll probably come to you for suggestions in a couple of years. But for now, this is where I stand and this is what has worked for my business. I think a good compromise for, you know, like a middle ground between hiring and not hiring is to find coaches for various fields that will teach you how to do things yourself and not offer done for you services, right? So for example, I have the most amazing Facebook ads coach, Tracy Morgan, and she teaches me how to do things myself. I don't just send things to her and she does them for me. She walks me through everything. She teaches me the process and I can run things by her, but she is very much empowering me to have the skills and the knowledge to be able to do things myself. So that's kind of a good middle ground if you are looking for some help, but not a team of people. In a nutshell, I think that we should always be reflecting on our business and I think it's important to change what is broken. I think it's okay to be hard on yourself, but not all the time. And I think especially we need to give credit where it's due um, and congratulate ourselves for the things that we are doing well, because we can learn just as much from the things that we have done well than we can from our mistakes. And if something is going well, I think you should shout it from the rooftops, keep doing what you're doing, and be proud of yourself for what you have done because this business is not easy, but you are doing an incredible job. If you are interested in learning more about how your business is going, I have created a fun little teacher report card. Um, you can access it at aaronmwaters.com slash business report card. And again, it can just kind of tell you like what's going well in your business, what you can change and offer some suggestions going forward. But you're a teacher seller and you are awesome. And I want to tell you congratulations because this is not easy, but you are doing it. Till next time, my friends. And action.